what we've all learned from having someone like you around is firstly, you are a puppy, both in age and in the way you act. Like, <laughs> just so excited for anything that we do. And we love that. I've got like, I want you guys to know through this two weeks, and it was initially like, let's have let's have Milan come to town. If he wants to come here, we'll make sure we teach him. I want to make sure he learns something. But coming out of all this, I'm like, we can't let Milan go. <laughs> so whether or not uh, you guys are allowed to know this, Milan's going to be part of the Epic Table team in some facet or other way. Bros first, but I'll be making sure to help him grow and he can help me grow, get me to 100K and beyond. But uh, yeah, just want you guys to know is like, if you're a good person, you show willingness to learn, you're open and you add value in even the smallest ways, someone like me will want to put you onto the team. And sometimes it costs paving your own way to fly to New York City. Sometimes it's just being there in general via email, whatever it is. But when you're ever doing an internship, you're looking to like, you know, you've got someone you've aspired to be and you reach out to them, just don't don't try and force it, just be you. And, uh, you know, obviously be sincere and help out wherever you need because, um, you never know where it's going to lead you. Hello, everybody. It has been a while. It feels really good to be talking to you all again, to be posting a new podcast episode. I haven't posted a podcast episode since April. And for me, that's the longest I've gone without posting a podcast in the last two years since I started What's Your Juice. So it's been interesting. And the reason for that is because I got hired by Dan Churchill. If you do not know who I'm talking about, you may remember the name Dan Churchill if you've been listening to this show for a while, because I actually interviewed him about a year and a half ago on this podcast. And the interview went really well, and I ended up getting an internship with him in New York City for two weeks, which then led to me getting hired as soon as the internship ended. And the rest has been an epic ride of us working together, building this brand, Dan Churchill on the epic table, and there's nothing I would rather be doing. So I'm extremely grateful, and so much of that is due to this podcast, the support you all have given me. Every single time you guys download the podcast, follow it, send me messages about what you thought about the episodes. It really is so impactful for me because it gives me more confidence, helps me find my voice more, and just really fills me with a lot of joy. So I just want to say thank you all so, so much for supporting the show and everything I'm doing. And yeah, I've been busy. So for the last four months, I've essentially just been working with Dan and also building my own brand. So if you've been wondering if I've been posting anything for my personal brand or for What You Juice, the answer is yes, but it's all been underneath my name. So Milan Lombardo, you can find my Instagram and you can see all the videos I've been posting there. I also released a really special video that I'm really, really happy to have out in the world about how I met Yes Theory and ended up transitioning their clothing brand, Seek Discomfort, to become completely ocean positive, is what we call it at Sea Trees. If that also sounds familiar, it's because I interviewed Brian Spunt, the previous CEO of Seek Discomfort recently. And if you want to know more about that brand and everything they're doing, go check out that episode. I'm so stoked to be sharing today's episode with you all. Dan has become one of my closest friends, someone who I really care about, someone who I can fight in and who I also get to grow alongside with and who is also my boss. And he pushes me to grow. He pushes me to evolve. He is also just an incredible friend. So I'm really, really, really stoked to share this episode with you all. It's going to be raw, uncut. The conversation we had a year ago in New York City when I was interning with him and I just hit my one year anniversary working for Dan on August 2nd and 
So this is, it was a really special moment for me. So I'm stoked to share this with you all. I hope you all really enjoy it. And if you do enjoy it and you want to hear more episodes from me and you want to support everything I'm doing, please leave a five-star review on the podcast. You can do that on Spotify now. And please follow the podcast everywhere you listen to it. And definitely send me a message on Instagram at Milan Lombardo. And check out everything I'm going to be posting on What's Your Juice at What's Your Juice on Instagram as well. So without further ado, let's hop into this episode. I hope you all enjoy. Here's me and Mr. Churchill throwing down in New York City in the studio kitchen. Let's go. Ready to roll? Yeah, dude. Sick. All right, ready? Born ready. Milan's nervous. <laughs> He's really nervous. You gotta do the intro, bro. Dude, I'm gonna do my intro. Okay. Hey guys, it's Milan. Welcome back to the What's Your Juice podcast, where we focus on inspiration and its power. Today's a very unique episode for me. For all of you listening only on audio and not watching on YouTube, I am in Dan Churchill, the Epic Chef's studio kitchen in Nolita, underneath Charlie Street. It's like a speakeasy kitchen. 100%, bro. That was a solid intro. Thanks, dude. Like, like, legit intro voice if i was to have someone do like an intro and pay them to do it for someone else that's what i expect that was really good we can set that up i'm hey i'm just saying if you want to be a voiceover (laughs) guy i think you got an opportunity like whilst you're at college you can definitely do that (laughs) dude this is really cool my first ever in-person interview what yeah i've never done this before oh man okay uh what do we do with our hands (laughs) you tell me Man, this is such a better experience. Like, I think, I just personally, first, firsthand knowing you, when you when you're with someone in person, it's just so much better. You can respond to. Them. Not to say that all my wonderful guests that I have had that you can't um, still get a pretty awesome re- response. But yeah, bro, like we've had we've had a pretty cool two weeks together. We have. This is yeah for all of my listeners. You have, do not know this, but I've been with Dan now for the last like two weeks, 16 days, something like that. Yeah, like attached to the hip like good boys. Yeah, yeah. exactly. If you guys have seen Step Brothers, where effectively before, like even, they didn't <laughs> even have to have that moment to start where they hated each other. It was effectively just Step Brothers. Yeah. That's how it went. They skipped all those parts where they were like wait, wait, each wait, other. Wait, wait, wait. Let's say, what's your favorite dinosaur on the count of three? Right. One, two, three. Velociraptor. T-Rex. See? Same thing. Exactly <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> Guys, Dan is sitting right next to me wearing an apron and his muffin cooking Birkenstocks. We, I've been learning a new way to go about life around here, which <laughs> is like I would before on all my previous podcasts, I would prepare my like prepare mentally for like an hour, get dialed in, get everything set up, <laughs> be like locked down like full bore, like mental thought process, be like reading and listening for weeks prior. Thankfully, with Dan, I don't have to do a lot of that. But also I've noticed, can I out you on this? Yeah, bro. He, we will be like cooking and slamming the dishes, like like getting everything prepped, finishing a recipe, shooting a reel. And then he's like, okay, guys, we got five minutes before our guest walks in. I need to place clean, Milan will get them. We'll come down and he just like flips a switch into instant like host mode. It's amazing. And so I've been realizing that you don't actually need hours of mental concentration. You just kind of got to sack up and get it done. Yeah, bro. Like, I mean, everyone's always busy, right? And so 
you can definitely be the kind of person and if this works for you awesome if you need a plan prep make sure that you know you know how to respond to certain questions know how to speak to your your guests in a certain way then 100 if that makes you feel more comfortable i'm the kind of person that i like pack everything into a day and it can be a, it can be a definitely a problem but um but at the same time as i'm my conversations that you hear in my shows are very fluid and like, yeah, I'll obviously do my research about the individual, read their books. I love reading their books before they come on. But I feel like with everything that I've got going on, and it's just me speaking about me, knowing that everyone else is also busy, I don't want to waste two hours for every podcast that I have um, completely just preparing mentally for it. Because if I did, I would miss out on all the other stuff I have to do. That's two hours for a week on top of everything else. And it's just, uh, you got to be realistic. And also, you also are one to, to have some you know, pretty legit opinions about scripts and, and that as well. Yeah. You want to, you want to you go into that? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So like Milan's seen me have to do briefs for other brands or intros for, um, you know, episodes of some sort of series of some, some nature. And, you know, growing up, I realized that if someone told me exactly what to say, I'm reading someone else's words and I'm not speaking and you might as well have that person be the host or do the intro and for me, it's always been like, okay, give me the things that you need me and want me to say in a dot point form. And then I'm going to, you know, use my DC isms and put them into, you know, my own verbiage. So like, if you said, we need you to hit, you know, this fabric is 60% uh, upcycled food waste and it comes from this location and the person who created it was in this location. I'd be like, so-and-so created this thing is pretty awesome. Uh, did you know it actually has 60% of its material made out of upcycled food waste? Uh, and what's really awesome is down the line, this is going to impact you on so many different parts of the supply chain. I personally love it because it's something that I'm very passionate about. And so you're able to kind of put your own spin on it without having the words of like, hey guys, my name's Dan. I'm here to tell you that there's 60% upcycled food waste in this material. Now, like, and it just sounds, it just sounds really robotic versus like what is probably more relatable to your audience. So if Milan's speaking, you guys love Milan. The reason why you listen to the What's Your Juice podcast is for the energy that Milan brings. And so if you know, I was wanting to do uh, an advertisement on, which is also known as an advertisement for those in American land, uh, on the What's Your Juice podcast, I'd want Milan to read it out based on his personality, not for what I told him to write. Uh, and read if that makes sense yeah and i've i've had some experience a little bit with this and i know you've had a ton more mm. how do you think do you think brands should consider that when when they like when they're trying to get someone to promote their product do you think it takes away i think so when it when it comes from that robotic sense like there's been times where i've been ready to do a, like an, a read i did all of my own words so i felt passionate about it. i was stoked because i love the company mm. and then when it's rewritten it can sometimes take out some of that like natural it just feels feels like i'm like you know when you click like the the voice read on a google doc yeah like firstly your audience is very smart your audience is very smart smarter than we give people credit for and the way that i would like to compare it is that if you have your instagram or whatever platform you had on and all of a sudden on your platform which you post your style of content for inundated amounts of time it's what you've done all of a sudden you put a a special credit card, you know, campaign up. This doesn't really have much to do with you on that platform. It's scripted. Do you think your audience is going to want to click through to that 
or do they just think you're promoting an ad? So I, I know that's obviously a very leading way of putting it, but my point is if you then were maybe to take out the principles of what that ad is doing, but put it into your own words and talk about it, you're more likely to help convert for that company, but also you're able to talk about it from a personal perspective. And people follow respective brands and personal brands because they like what people are into. Not the brands, they like what the people are into. So if I talk about Athletic Greens, 10,000, you know, um, super coffee, these are things that are part of my day every single day and the things that I'm passionate about. So like when they ask me to do something, they know that we're going to get, Dan, we need to hit the point that we're releasing a meditation app, uh, part of our app next week. Sweet. So Santa did this, for example, last week. We just need you to hit the point that's releasing this day to go here to do it if you want to see it. And that's all I needed. And so my listeners, my viewers, and people who follow me were really like, well, firstly, it's very authentic for Dan to talk about meditation. But secondly, now I have a place because Dan's bespoke way of talking is so related to why I follow him that I'm able to actually go, you know, I'm going to check this out. Yeah. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think it's important for people to learn that. It's like, when you partner with a brand in anything that you do, you actually need to perform for them. And if you know that you're going to read a script and it's not going to perform and you feel like when you're reading it, it's ultimately going to lead to nothing, then you're just getting it for a very short-term gain. You want it to be a situation where you perform well, it's very authentic, your audience gets it and becomes something that you continue with this brand for a long time. And you also feel very genuine when you talk about it. If I talk about any of the brands that I get to work with are genuine brands that I use, work, and like love. So it's really important. For all you listening, this is a very good example of like what the last 16 week days has looked like. 16 Dan, weeks would be cool though. That would be really cool. Yeah, be awesome. yeah we should set that one up. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm Essentially, I'm here for people wondering like, no, I'm not an aspiring chef to be. However, I do... I have been finding a new love for cooking. Dude, your hot plate game going off. Just talked about controlling the heat, guys. I'm looking forward to Milan putting out a video on how to control the heat. How to control the heat. Dude, I don't know if you can control the heat when we're both in the kitchen. Oh, dude, that's pretty yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of energy. Good. It's like good. it's like when Pikachu powers up and loses his crap or like <laughs> Goku goes super saiyan. Yes. I'm sure none of you have no idea what I'm talking about because you're all so young. But uh, yeah, um, that's the other thing. Dan's a fossil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually am the Velociraptor and T Rex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, so guys, I'm here because there is no one else that that inspires me more and motivates me more than this guy. And being able to to work with him for the last 16 days that we've been working together and and just getting to to know each other and have a really good time has been truly an amazing experience. And I'm here in part for exactly what you're hearing just listening asking questions about how to build a brand asking questions about the best ways to navigate um to to really navigate life overall but a lot of it comes down to the more day-to-day how you actually go through your life and so this next question is going to be completely off topic Mm. but that was just the intro why i'm here and what i really want to know is if you were in the matrix and you could just have like one thing downloaded, like how it's instant download full skill, where are you going for? Like of you or Dude, for yourself oh, bro, for myself. to make DC another level. Oh man. To say one more inch of height. One more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I could be actually six foot one, not six foot. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that's a that funny. Was cheeky. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, let's have a think. 
I think skill set wise, if I look at what my flaws are, um, let me think. I think I would love to fly, but that's not something that's tech. Oh, it could be conducive. Most if I could fly everywhere, that'd be so. It actually re- reduce my amount of time. I've really learned to delegate better. Um, so I think if I learned that early on, I'm not saying that actually, you know, what? if I didn't learn that early, I don't think I'd benefit from some of the skills I have learned. I would say there's one thing it's probably, I would love to like learn SEO, like truly learn SEO. And I don't think it's a good idea that I do learn to do it because I should definitely delegate that task. This is something that I have learned soul and hardly like, I've definitely dabbled in everything that I've done. Like I shot my videos, I've edited my videos, I've passed them on to other people to do. Then they release Instagram, then they Instagram release Instagram reels and there's TikTok and there's Pinterest. So like each step of the way I've dabbled, even now we're talking about like me handing over those platforms with a template to kind of understand, right? So I think the point I'm trying to make is, although like I definitely love to learn SEO and even graphic design, like that would save a lot of my time in branding. I think it's so important that I recognize to pay other people to do those jobs for me so I can concentrate and be me. Over the last two weeks, you realized how much I got pulled in different locations, like podcast, content we're shooting, all of a sudden oh the God. kitchen needs me, kale needs me. Like uh, I get, I've got phone calls, you're blowing me up. And like, I have to be able to adapt. I'm very good at that. But at the same time, it's like, in the past two months, as everything's back open up and I'm able to get people back on board, it's been a really cool exercise to learn to delegate and have jobs available for people. Um, so yes, whilst graphic design and SEO, which would be, would be absolutely incredible, I would like to learn them, but still would want to delegate them because I need to my, – my goal is so I can be me and the only thing you need me for is to be effectively in front of the camera. Everything else would be outside of that. Cause how do you, cause you can't have, obviously if, if you don't have me in front of the camera, it's not the brand, but that's the only thing you have to have me for. They depend upon me for. So anything outside of that, I've got to learn to delegate. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Totally. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Is that like a good, like if that was a degree of difficulty of seven question, where do I land in terms of an execution? Execution? That's proper execution. You Sweet. went with the personal kid dream of flying first. Yeah, I like that. Which was proper. And Talk then you nostalgics. went into like the legit, give someone a little bit of, you know, gold to walk yeah, away Yeah, it's kind of like jumping off a, you know, 20 minute platform dive and like thinking that you're a child as you take off, but then you execute like a triple, some sort of half Yeah, back. and then you land perfect. Oh, dude, no yeah. splash. Good, good job. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> bro. As you said, things have opened up. Last two months, mm-hmm. things are coming back. Mm-hmm. I know you got secret locations we go to to get work done where you're not getting hounded. Yeah, we can't tell people about those. No. You've been get, you've been on the grind. <laughs> you've been on a grind. And I'm so lucky to be able to be here and witness it and to hopefully assist in some way while also having intern moments every other you know time you look my yeah, way. Amazing. Yeah, and through getting lost on the subway and running the wrong way on marathons and running, getting lost running around a block with you guys, <laughs> at, um, training with the legendary queen, Coach Camilla. Shout out. Dude, major shout out. She's awesome. What I want to know is, first off, there's two directions I want to go. Number one, as you know how much I love sustainability mm. and how much I care about it, I think 
I think the ways in which I see myself assisting in it are kind of similar to ways that you do now mm-hmm. that you work on it. And also I want to talk to you because I don't, I feel like you've taken, you know, you've been talked to about this before on podcasts for sure, but I want to like really dive more into like how you actually like straight up feel about the situation we're in. So obviously climate change is, is wrong. We were just on, you were just on a meeting last night where we were talking about, we already know that we're fucked, but we don't have to keep saying that over and over what I want to know more is, is like already understanding the situation we're in. How do you actually feel that you personally can be helping? Because you've made sustainability a major center, uh, center pillar in your ethos. I just want you to like share where, how you as a celebrity chef, so in the cooking world, but also as an entrepreneur on the DC side and the epic table side of things, how do you actually work to help improve the environment in the ways you can? Yeah. Good question, man. I, Look, I'm, I'm everywhere I look, even in this kitchen right now, there's things that can change. There's packaging that's arriving here in ways that I'm just not happy about. The materials of the certain things that, you know, um, cookware is created. And, 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 you know, not to mention like what we, what we have at the restaurant. I definitely think we are on the better side of it. I know we are because we are at the forefront of really trying to make some change. But I also realize like what is realistic for me and where, like, I don't want to try and do all too many things at once. I think I have a better opportunity to, div- like, divide and conquer and let the people in their respective services that are relating to certain goals that have been set out conquer those. So you've got the 2030, uh, you know, UN Sustainable Development Goals. And if you look at those, there's some ones that, specifically pertain to food you got like the food and ag area you've got water you've got you know supply chain things you've got areas that i think there's three key ones that i can personally have a pretty dramatic impact we say four but let's just say three for you know argument's sake and i think um education behind food is a pillar to helping draw along that understanding of what we are doing to the environment from you know our sourcing I also think, you know, there's different elements to my business where that helps. It's like, obviously I've got the the awareness side through all my channels, but then there's a restaurant side where we utilize the food and materials from some of these places. I think a lot of the way that I talk about my vision around food philosophy being, you know, plant forward is, is in direct relation to that. And we hear about, as I said, you heard me talk about like, guys, why are we talking about the stuff that we already know? Like we know how crap it is to, you know, harvest X amount of cows for protein, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What can we actually be doing ourselves? We know it's bad. So what can we control? What is our controllable mindset? So for me, it's like, okay, I can create plenty of awareness. I can't action other people. I can create plenty of awareness. What can I action? I can choose to source ingredients from areas that I know will have a deep impact and help us towards that goal. I also know that releasing products such as the bolognese and the chorizo, whilst a part of that, you know, supply chain are also providing education. It's a product that tastes great, is made entirely out of whole foods, where not only the product itself is made in such a sustainable way, but the packaging itself is like best in class when it comes to upcycled food waste and tree-free material. 
when it starts getting sticky at school and I really need some snacks, send me the packaging so I can sit there eating. Yeah, you know 100%, I mean? bro. Like, uh, that, that, like this kind of stuff to me, man, is like everyone listening here, I want you to think about what you truly can control. Control the controllable. Don't do food if you're not really into it other than to survive off it. That's fine. Think about something you're passionate about and have a look at what you can change and enact and be, you know, have an impact on. That is something that you know you can lead the way an example for. And rather than all of us trying to hit these X amount of goals all at once, we should try and do our own part and have a greater impact on our respective skill set. That's that's how I feel about it. I completely agree with that. You literally just fed in exactly to the two things I was thinking about, mm-hmm. which is number one, why I asked you this question is because I think as everyone just heard, you're a perfect example of this and also someone who really, you know, can, can, you know, talk about it where I think the number one thing we have to do, and I've talked about it on a previous podcast with Mario Molina, the CEO of Protect Our Winners, is we have to bring people on the outside in. So it's like, as a chef, there's certain things you can control. Mm-hmm. And you're, as you all just heard, Dan's like saying one thing you really preach is control the controllable. And so as a chef, there's things you can control in the world of food and also with your with your own personal brand and, and, and sharing and, and raising awareness. But then also like, you know, there's like a, a carpenter, uh, you know, a painter, like there's so many people. And what we have to realize is that there's new ways and there's an, an interesting and inspiring ways that every single person, regardless of what they're doing, can come into this. And it's just, even if it's just through being aware that now every single time you're painting with these, you know, VOC chemical paints, you're having a negative impact, you know? And that there's paint now that's sequestering CO2, more on that to come in the future with a really cool collaboration. Nice. But my point is exactly what you said. Find, each one of us has to find our own passion, mm-hmm. our juice, and then see what in our lives we can control, control those variables, and do it with the awareness about how every single thing we do impacts the environment. I think that that's crucial. And so second thing I want to talk, want to talk about is this really exciting chorizo and bolognese you have coming out. Because yeah. this is, talk about taking initiative to not only do something that's good for people, but good for the planet. And so in just a little bit here, we got some exciting products launching. I know you're amped on them. I'm stoked. I've been eating them for like <laughs> 16 days every single day because it's phenomenal. True story. I did not know that the trees that we've been talking about was plant-based. The first day you're like, I was like, Dan, what do I get here? He's like, get the chorizo, bro. On the seasonal bowl at Charlie Street, no Lita. You got to come up. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, Kenmar. 141 Kenmar. <laughs> Um, 41. 41. Now shoot. Internal. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, talk to us about this delicious plant-based whole food, amazing substitute for meat. Yeah. So the story goes that we had, we've been operating Charlie Street for about a year. And back home in Australia, we have all sorts of these breakfast items we see at cafes, like chili eggs or, you know, something's like spicy eggs or something. And usually you had some sort of... Uh, sausage where it'd be migas or Italian in like a really, um, it was uncased. So it was like grounded up situation on top of these like beautiful, like Australian breakfast are like elevated in so many formats. It's almost like going to, you are, you're like going to dinner, but for breakfast. Anyway, this kind of, uh, nostalgic moment for me sparked an interest in going, that's really cool, but I want to do it with plants. So I decided to kind of work on, a chorizo product that was uh, made entirely out of plants. And 
So he started putting his dish on the menu. And don't like, don't be wrong. At the time, it was, we thought it was the best thing ever. But like, it has been a year and a half of iterations, and it's uh, has come a long way. Now, the the naughty eggs, which is what this plant based chorizo launched on. Just to give you context, it's two beautiful poached eggs on chorizo, ground chorizo, uh, on uh, which has got a spread of roast garlic hummus, sourdough, chili oil, uh, and it's like you crack into the eggs and there's creamy yolks coming, dripping down onto this like chili, savory, just awesome umami-based chorizo. And you tuck into it and it is like un-effing believable. Like it is so tasty. And I was blown away. And so were the community. They responded very strongly to the point that we're like, we need to package this up. And looking at the way that the plant-based alternative meat industry is, is growing, it's, it's a very exciting project for us. We know that if we get a percentage of this market share, we know we've got a really big opportunity to, to have an impact in so many facets. And whilst we've iterated the product in so many ways to get to where it is today and brought out a second with the bolognese using the same consistency and using the same ground um, vegetables. We now also wanted to make sure that whilst we say it's good for you and good for the planet, we had to mean that entirely 360, not just for the food itself, but what it came in. So you'll notice when you get like an impossible or a beyond box, they come to you in these massive, massive boxes that have got all this packaging nonsense inside. And then the actual final box of your materials is genuinely, I don't know how to put it, it's one twentieth the size of the initial box. It's like playing that doll game when you unwrap the first doll yeah, and the second the doll. Doll. And you have like, by the time you finish, you've got like the 10th doll. That's yeah. a tiny little thing. It's like one twentieth the size of the first one. In plastic. In It's all in plastic. It's terrible. So... Look, I'm very, very happy to have the likes of these big co- companies who've paved the way for this industry to grow. But now it's time for us to make sure that we're keeping everyone honest and accountable in making sure that, hey, if we're a small company at this point and doing this, everyone can do it. Yeah. You know, and our packaging comes in small upcycled food waste, tree-free materials. Our You can eat our pouches like that's actually going to be on the website you can eat it. like i don't recommend it because it's not exactly the tastiest thing but what what does that mean it it's marine biodegradable not just biodegradable it's marine biodegradable so you can put it in water and yeah, it'll go exactly it's crazy so that's kind of like where we're at today we're about five weeks away from launch we've made many mistakes hopefully in two years time i'll be a cpj expert along with everything else that i'm doing it'd be really cool to like you know be advisor to some awesome young young entrepreneurs um but yeah it's 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 a really exciting project for me because not only do we have the restaurant we now have the ability to grow nationwide and global over a product creating content creating stories education supply chain understanding create campaigns and initiatives that I think are going to be groundbreaking. Some of the biggest problems we have with emissions is the cost that we have on just transporting the goods. So what if we have two like separate types of the same product, but just respectfully one's the Northeast chorizo, one's the Northwest, just based on where the materials come from. That's some pretty cool ideas we want to be doing. And I think that's a great way in itself to demonstrate that we are people who are generally want to be at the forefront and pioneering what we should be doing with um, sustainability. Dude, I love, I love that. 
I'm so stoked on this food because I need to eat it. Yeah, I'm gonna miss it. Like I'm not, I, I'm not here all the time. Yeah, at, it's gonna at be 41 tough. Forty-one Kenmore Street. Now that that's Char- not Nolita. Oh, Charlie's. How do you spell Charlie? C H A R L E Y. Now that Street S T. What am I? What do I always give you? Pop quizzes. Yeah, constantly giving me pop quizzes. Yeah, yeah. I'm always questioning you, dude. Here's a pop quiz. Oh, hit me up. Is is. What's that word, dude? What is it? You know when people in politics like say one thing and do the other? Diplomatic? No. Uh, Opposite of that? Uh, oh, is that is, is that, the, is that the actual pop quiz itself? Dude, no. Well, yeah, low-key enough for Lying? both of us. No, yeah, it's um, hypocritical. Oh, hypocritical. Here's yeah, my yeah, question. Yeah. Okay. Dan, do you think hypo- hypocriticalism, what's that called? Hypocrisy. Do you, oh, my God. Nice. Do you think hypocrisy is is good? No. Yeah, me too. So here's the thing, guys. This is all leading for this. Oh, nice. Oh, wait. What are you burning me <laughs> Impossible on? Impossible. Oh. And and beyond. And these people mm. say, we're making an d- amazing product. It's good for you because it's plant-based, which we can also talk about because plant-based is good, but only with the right plants and done the right way, right? You still need the right nutrition and et cetera. Then they're also saying it's good for the planet because they're decreasing emissions with, with the cows, right? They're not having beef, but then they're pumping it full of petroleum-based plastic. And so it's like, are you really like good, like that good for the planet? You know what I mean? And this is like the thing we see. It's like take one step forward and like six steps back, you know, or maybe in their case, it's like, you know, a good amount of steps forward and only a couple steps back. I really admire when people try and just go, no, like that's the shittiest model we have. Let's just go like, let's just try and do like five steps forward and We'll take steps back slowly and surely, I'm sure like at some point along the way, but then let's just try and keep going in the right direction. And so with the new Charlie Street products that are coming out, as you said, whole foods, they're delicious, they're natural, they're amazing. I see it being cooked here every day. The packaging is marine biodegradable. You guys are thinking about the distribution model and all of it. And so it's like, that's something I think that we all need to be really, really conscious of. Whenever we're trying to like, hype up a brand, wear a brand, rep a brand. That's something to, I think, is at the center of, of, of this nation, unfortunately, is hypocrisy currently. And I think that creating products and, and working to do things in life that are you know counteracting that and trying to just be truthful and like just straight up good all the way around, like full circle, that's, that's the bomb. So I'm very, very grateful and stoked on that. And it's just the right way to do it. You know, it's not like, oh my God, fanfare. It's just like, Way to just do it the right way. Do it the right way. Do it from the start. And like, yeah, we're going to have people. We have had potential investors who were like, oh, I don't want to do that. And like, sweet, you're not for us. Like, it's yeah. like, it didn't go like that. But like, you know, effectively, it's like you want people to support you for what you were doing and not want you to do something outside of what you generally, you know, what is outside your memo. Totally. And so go into just a couple more things. Hmm. That's on your food side. That's what you're doing as a chef. Yep. As an entrepreneur, as DC, the Australian lad mm. in New York City, mm. which also, guys, Dan came to New York City with virtually nothing. Like, <laughs> you had a good, you have great family, you know, good foundation, strong, like strong setup in life, thankfully, you know, and you you had success overseas too, like with with your book tours and, and that. But you came to New York, young dude, like what, twenty six? Yeah, twenty six. Talk about nothing in terms of that. <laughs> <laughs> a bro, a bro. That's a bro. What is that? Bro-mint. That, 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 that's a bro Yeah, that's bro-mint. a broism. 
it's a bro moment. I'm learning about moment. broisms, guys. Just yeah. want to say I've been taught a lot myself. To, to, con- to conclude this podcast, you're gonna have to end it with a broism in a sentence. Ah, oh. yeah. Talk about it. Thanks for the actual. Test. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you got some time though. Yeah, um, protest. Yeah, but you came here, dude. Very, very like 26 years old. You told me you were living on like 67 dollars a week at one point for food. Yep. Like straight up. Charlie I made Street? 27 grand my first year. Oh my god! Yeah. In New York City, 27 grand. That is, guys. Even if you're young, and twenty-seven thousand dollars sounds like a lot of money. That's nothing. Nope. For New York City. Nope. Um, pretty much right anywhere. But in the video, in the YouTube series that's coming out soon on your on your YouTube channel at Dan Churchill, which is amazing content. The vlogs are gonna be lit. We're that's getting right. to 100k this year. It's gonna be awesome. Why are we getting to 100k? Because we're gonna throw a freaking boat party, dude. <laughs> Why? How's this work? So here's the challenge: if we get to 100k on YouTube. Mm. I wrote it down and like held down to his word that he will be throwing a boat party for the team. 100%. And I will be coming down no matter what college situation is going on. I'll do my test <laughs> oh in the boat God, if I have so to. so funny. So you guys have to help Milan out yeah. and spread the word. You have to help me out by spreading the word, going to Dan Churchill on YouTube, subscribing, and go on Instagram too. If you're, yeah, I need 100K. You'll already be there by the <laughs> My point is, Charlie Street, you'll see in the vlogs, which are amazing, on YouTube at Dan Churchill, that it was just a wall, a straight-up wall, like freezer, there was trash everywhere, like, and you had enough vision, like you said, you lay down on the floor, you looked under, and now it's this amazing place, speakeasy kitchen in the bottom, in the basement, amazing team, like, I've never been more passionate about a team and a group of people in my life for knowing them for so, so, for such a little amount of time. It's like intoxicatingly positive energy awesome vibe and you guys are crushing it we have so many thanks. people coming through here every day it's it's epic thanks dude where are we going oh, oh no, right yeah. so as as dan churchill the entrepreneur yeah yeah nice. how are you working with brands because not all the brands you work with are fully sustainable yet Mm-mm. so when you partner with a brand i love that part of your ethos and your and your vision for why you're partnering with them has a st- sustainable basis and so i want you to talk about not always seeking for perfection right away. Some brands like you can't just kick them to the curb just because they're not perfect. Yeah. So how do you work with brands that are not that are working that want to be you know improving and are not yet there? Yeah. So most important thing, as I said, is like I love the brand. You got to have that genuine connection, and you know, like this took me a while to realize, especially coming here and not having much. Like when you had to start working with brands, you didn't have as much opportunity to like turn them down. You know, financially, obviously. But as I grew, I realized that like my long-term future for what I do, and if people follow me on like Instagram, you'll notice I rarely really like do those posts. It's like, I don't actually like, you'll never see me holding a packet of anything unless it's the chorizo or the bolognese. For me, I don't like, I don't class myself as that kind of person with the following. And that's totally fine for those people who do. Like, you know, if you make money by posting brands, that's awesome. I never wanted to be that person as a chef, as a person in this space and as an athlete, I felt I had a higher um, responsibility of impact other than just creating awareness. Mum was like, be a part of the message. And there's a difference between that for me. If I had the ability to be speaking directly to the founders of those respective businesses and having an impact or a say at least on how we should be doing things, and they respected my opinion, whether or not they accept it or not. That's where I knew that's the right company for me. So the companies that I work with, whilst not all of them are off the bat working 
right now to be sustainable, a lot of time I join with them to help them be sustainable. At least give them my two cents. You know, there's things that we can do on a supply chain. There's areas of like food, you know, formulas that we can work on. All these kind of stuff that we're learning about. Um, partnerships for me are not just a paycheck. They're a way that they can help demonstrate my message and ethos, which is much more important. And I think that's something like for those who want to like be growing their YouTube, their Instagram, their brands in general, their personal brand and Everyone has a personal brand, whether or not you have 100 followers on Instagram or 100K, it doesn't matter. You have a personal brand because when you walk into a job interview room, the way your friends and family see you, it's a brand. But what I was trying to make is the fact that you yourself, if you're someone who does want to have like a prolific brand, sweet. Just know that if you are constantly posting about brands, you're going to be someone who knows is like a brand promoter. And that's what people want sometimes. And I love that because that's what they're passionate about. That's what they want to do. Stoked. For me, I want to be someone who's like Dan Churchill's a brand, not the brand promoter where if I said to you guys, I want everyone to buy my shirts because they're made out of like hundred percent upcycled food waste and they're going to prevent this happening that I have such a following that people be like, we're going to do what Dan says. Or if I go to the government and want to like implement taxes on ways that people are choosing unhealthy foods they're going to maybe listen to me because i've got such a following and that's where i want to be and so if that's the case then i can't be promoting brands all the time in a way that's very you know click this click that it's more gonna be like okay these brands demonstrate that i'm serious about having an impact outside of just getting financial reward and that's the way that i look at every single relationship are these guys going to help me grow and not just pay me Am I going to help them grow through a message I'm passionate about and don't care about the check I get every month? Then sweet. That's how we should look at brands. I think that's awesome. That's dude. Guys, if you want to, if you're an aspiring entrepreneur or you're someone who cares about health or you're just someone who, who, who has ambition and has goals you want to achieve in life, Dan is a great person to follow and the Epic Table podcast is a great podcast to listen to. I'm not saying this to like just go get him to 100K, which I want. You should because then you get a big party, bro. Then I get a big party. But I'm also saying because like that's the reason I'm here. I'm not here because I was like, you know, like walking around New York and something lucky happened where it was like, you know, my dad knows you're like you or, you know, nothing like that. Like. I don't know. That should be boys. Yeah. I don't even know if that was like a good example. No, no, no. You mean it's like what you're trying to say is. You didn't have an in through like a friendship or someone knows me that personally that you were able to connect with. What did you do? Yeah. I have none of those. I had none of those. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I saw a lot of myself in you Mm -hmm. just off of your energy and like what you would say on your podcast. And, and I just became super inspired by you. So I wrote you an email that I put like, tried to be as authentically myself as possible in I don't even know what I said. We should read that back at some That'd point. That would be pretty funny. And then I sent you the email. But the thing is, where the luck came in is that you were generous enough, which straight up, you're one of the most generous people I've ever met in my life. Thanks, bro. And you you said yes. I flipped out, running around my house and all that. Had a great interview. I wanted more because of how well it, things went. And Maddie, legend, also another shout out. Massive legend. She, she helped me. And I set this, I set this whole thing up, but everything that I've been receiving from you comes down to asking for what you want and having the confidence to, to ask for what you want in life. Dude, I, uh, it was so funny last night. I was like, I, for those listening, I 
I provide a report to Maddie and Maddie is, everyone needs a Maddie in your life. Like she's incredible. She's like my, she communicates between all my brands, myself. She helps, uh, you know, deal with people like Milan who have just been awesome. And, you know, I can't always get back to them when I need to, but she's a um, super smart and talented individual. So everyone needs a Maddie in their life. But um, yeah, like I was re- responding, reporting to her last night, like I little, uh, wrote out a, an outline of our experience together. And I was like, one thing that I said that I was talking about what you're good at, what you need to work on, and then what you've taught me and what I could, what I could be better at because of what um, Milan's taught me. And it's like asking, he's really good at asking for things. And it sounds weird because like, I've been, I'm always very shy to ask people for stuff, but if you don't ask, you don't know. And a lot of the problem I've faced growing, growing my brand is like, I've got friends who like, you know, you, we talk about this right now. It's like growing to a hundred K. It's like, why didn't you just ask to do that? I'm like, I've just never thought of asking. Whereas like Milan has never had a problem asking. And it's, it's, it's not just asking if he wasn't grateful, it's different, but he is grateful and he knows how to, and he asking in such a forward sincere way. And yeah, it's, it's so good. Like I've learned, I've learned so much about it from you. So like, I think people listening in, it's like, Firstly, you have to be a good person. You have to be a good person. You have to be sincere. Can I say our policy? What's that? Can I say the policy? Yeah, go for it. No dickhead policy. No dickhead policy. We have a no dickhead policy. So everyone, as you said, the people that my team are, all great people. If there was someone who didn't click, I've had people who are really good, trail, it just doesn't work. Because it doesn't matter how good you are as a skill set. If you can't be part of the community, then sorry. The family's pretty tight. But yeah, number one, be a good person, be sincere, know like no job is you, you have no ego and then learn to ask the things because ultimately you've shown that you have no ego and you're willing to learn and do whatever it takes. How many times have you washed dishes here? Dude, I could not tell you. He's really good at washing dishes, but he's like, it wasn't like me teaching me like you have to wash dishes. He's like, I'm just going to do it because I know that it helps Dan and it's like. Dude, don't come near my dishes. Dude. Yeah, he's got his station. <laughs> he knows how it works. But yeah, guys, I just think show, show be like someone in my position, if I know someone helps me out, like Milan does on any internship or anything like that, you want you want to help them. And when they ask for something, it's not like, a, oh, it's like, a, oh, yeah, absolutely. Straight up, I've never been more stoked to do any like simple task ever in my life. <laughs> I was, wa- guys, for all you out there, I was washing. Dan was out climbing a mountain with his boys 15 times to get to the equivalent of Everest. And then flying private jet with Jesse Itzler and the crew to game six of the New York, of the Atlanta Hawks game to go back at 3 a.m. to climb the mountain again. My like nineteen year brain's like this is the most legendary thing ever. I texted Dan I was like you broke the savage meter. Meanwhile, I was in this kitchen taking a like a cloth and wiping down all of the walls and the ceiling and everything. And the thing was, and like all completely free, a hundred percent. And the thing was, like the chef too was like, I feel bad not paying you. But I'm like, dude, straight up, dude. There's nowhere I would rather be in the world right now. I just want to be here. I'm stoked. I'm happy. So when it comes down to it, I'm so grateful for this opportunity, dude. Being here with you for 16 days, just there's been this is one of the highlights of my whole life. Straight up, I've loved this experience in and out. I have so much love for you, so much care for you, gratitude, dude. And what's exciting is that I truly feel 
And I know that this is just the beginning of what I see as hopefully being a really good friendship. And you got a loyal friend, dude. And thank you for this podcast episode. I'm not sure, guys, how many, like, how much was just a lot of bro. How much of it was, there was some really good takeaways. You'll have to cipher through the 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 jokes and the laughter and the fun. No, it's um, shoot. Don't, don't cut it. Don't 15 second it. Just watch that. Listen to the whole thing. 100%. Dude, it's been a pleasure having you. Uh, definitely bromance, hundred percent bromance. We've, romance we've, and bro, there you go. There's your well that, done. I'm like, I, I dropped one. That I'll one's kind of easy though. I know you don't got a better. <sighs> Look, let me let me think about it as a sign off. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think what we've all learned from having someone like you around is, firstly, you are a puppy, both in age and in the way you act, like. <laughs> Just so excited for anything that we do, and we love that. I've got, like, I want you guys to know through this two weeks, and it was initially like, let's have let's have Milan come to town. If he wants to come here, we'll make sure we teach him. I want to make sure he learns something. But coming out of all this, I'm like, we can't let Milan go. <laughs> so whether or not uh, you guys are allowed to know this, Milan's going to be part of the Epic Table team in some facet or in a way. Bros first. But I'll be making sure to help him grow and he can help me grow, get me to 100K and beyond. But uh, yeah, just want you guys to know is like, if you're a good person, you show willingness to learn, you're open and you add value in even the smallest ways, someone like me will want to put you onto the team. And sometimes it costs paving your own way to fly to New York City. Sometimes it's just being there in general via email, whatever it is. But when you're ever doing an internship, you look into like, you know, you've got someone you've aspired to be and you reach out to them. Just don't don't try and force it. Just be you and, uh, you know, obviously be sincere and help out wherever you need because um, you never know where it's going to lead you. But uh, it, it generally is pretty freaking awesome. I'm just trying to think of a sweet sign-up with a bro, bro-ism. I got, you got one, don't you? Dude, I have one, bro. <laughs> you know Step Brothers? They're like, they say like, what's, you know that song? Like Boats and... Bros, boats and hoes. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom, dude. <laughs> this December 31st, dude. Boats and bros. <laughs> boats and bros. The Catalina wine mixer. The Catalina wine mixer. Oh my god, we went there. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh man, you're gonna catch yourself, dude. Thank you, everybody. It's been Dan Churchill, Emilon Lombardo. What you juice? And this is nothing but brosativity. 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 There you go. <laughs> Guys, from the Epic Table podcast set, go listen to that after this. This is the What You Juice podcast. Milan Lombardo, Chef Dan Churchill, stopping by. First ever in person podcast. Charlie Street is launching the new chorizo and the new bolognese coming out soon. Go follow Dan on YouTube. Dan Churchill, new vlogs coming out. It's the best. We're getting him to 100K by the end of this year. Instagram, Dan underscore Churchill. Get there. Pinterest, if you need recipes, they're fire. Pinterest is the place to be. TikTok, if you want to see the dude dancing while he's cooking, TikTok. Dan Churchill. (laughs) Dude, thank you so much, bro. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, dude. Nice. That was awesome.
Ah, uh, that was quite the feeling. I still remember that moment very vividly. Us joking about the Catalina wine mixer. For all of you who have not watched Step Brothers, definitely first thing you do after this, go watch Step Brothers. And man, what an incredible opportunity. I cannot even tell you guys how grateful I am to have Dan in my life and have this platform which allows me to find my voice and also have a reason to connect to people that I really want to connect with beyond just asking for to get coffee, right? Like this podcast, there's a purpose. There's, hey, I want to have a conversation with you. And in return, you know, I'm going to produce something where I can share your message to the world. And so that's one thing I've learned is just the value of having a personal platform, a personal way for you to express yourself and provide value to people that you want to connect with. So I hope that from listening to this interview, you guys all feel the importance of looking for the thing in your life that allows you to express yourself, find your voice, and provide value to people who you want to connect with so you can actually get into the room with them and become friends and really have a positive connection. And if you all want to find out more about some of the lessons I've been learning from Dan and, and whatnot, let me know and I can do a whole other podcast again with him or or solo where I dive into some of the main takeaways I've been learning. But in the meantime, I just posted a new reel onto my Instagram at Milan Lombardo where I dive into some of the lessons I've been learning and I also tell more of a complete story about how I actually got to this position and I show it all visually. So if you want to check that out, definitely do so. And if you want to all support the brand, what I'm doing, what Dan's doing, definitely head over to charliestreet.com, which is Dan's restaurant, and purchase the chorizo and bolognese. You will not regret it. It is plant-based, delicious, delicious food, all made out of whole ingredients, and it's truly incredible. That's the best way to support us. So if you're interested, definitely do that and go find Dan on all of his socials at Dan Churchill. And yeah, guys, I'm super stoked for this. I have way more podcasts already lined up. I already have a bunch recorded and in the bag. And in fact, I actually have a whole new mini series I'm going to be launching this fall about how to change the narrative around climate change and how businesses can play a huge role in helping to solve climate change, which has always been my passion is how I can use business to help solve climate change. So if you're excited for that, there's some pretty big names on there. I'm pretty stoked to share it with you all. So if you're excited for that and you want to see more, definitely follow along and I'll talk to you all soon. Yoo-hoo!